baby, LFG. You hear that bugle and you know what time it is. It's time for another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. We're here on a Tuesday, ready to get after it for another day, hit you with some information, some inspiration, some implementation, and create some impact. So let's go. Let's get after it. I love it. I love it. I love it. First off, a couple of housekeeping things. Shout out to Michael Ficara. That was super fun. He invited you and I to be on his podcast, which was super, super cool. There's Michael. He's showing up bright and early. So thank you. Can't wait for that episode to air because the conversation flowed, man. We blasted an hour pretty quick. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a good podcast. Did a great job of asking questions, and it was just a blast to have that conversation and to go back and forth. And you know, anytime we get a chance to share the microphone or share the stage, it's always fun. Uh, so that was really cool. A couple other things. I'm not a baseball guy, uh, but Shay, did something happen last night? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Come on. So, uh, Hello. Um, Great game last night. Um, Mexico took an early lead. Um, Japan hit a three-run bomb in the bottom of the seventh to tie it up. Mexico came back with two in the eighth, top of the eighth. Um, and then uh, Japan, with Shohei Otani starting it off in the bottom of the ninth, uh, walked off. So it would be Japan and the United States tonight. And Japan has won this before, right? Japan is like a perennial power Japan. when it comes to the World Classic. Yeah, so Japan won the first two, so they were the first ones to go back to back. Um, right. U.S. obviously won the last one, which was feels like forever ago. So um, speaking of this World Baseball Classic, and there's Jonathan Aaron's talking about how he's enjoyed it. I was listening to the radio this morning on the way back from the gym. I do still listen to AM radio in the morning. What is AM radio? Please. And they were talking about how the comparison to batting practice. For Ohana or Ohani or whatever his name is to Mark McGuire and how it's just an absolute spectacle to see how far he hits it and the placement that he hits it like he hits it to right center and he hits it like 600 feet and nobody's ever done that like the history of baseball so it was cool to hear them talking about it and does, what it's like being does, there. does memory serve me that you were in the stands with me when McGuire when, broke the record? Correct. When we, we were at the game for that. We were at, you know, Joe Robbie Stadium, I think it was. It was unbelievable. Time, so. Really, really cool. A final shout out, and this is just us supporting the tribe of people who uh, show up, whether they're in person or not. Our man, Mickey Carillon, wrote a book. And so, Shay, uh, show me his book. I know, Mark, you uh, you said you're buying the book right away. I already – or so it's on pre-sale from Barnes & Noble. So if you go to his post and you go to the link in his post, it's on pre-sale from Barnes & Noble. I did the pre-sale. I got a cover <laughs> copy for $19.99. And uh, I'm excited to have a copy of it and be able to read it to Jules. I'm excited for Kai to read it as he's continuing to grow. And there's one more shout-out. For the huddle, which is Devin Newton has moved and is moving. She is moving to the Charlotte market. What? She's going to run the Carolinas, North and South Carolina, as Styles continues to grow their footprint. So congratulations to you, Devin. And as promised, I will be introducing you to Sistel so that they can help you uh, introduce yourself to the Carolina market. Oh, I've got a ton 
ton of people in that marketplace um, that I still, um, if you get over to Raleigh, you know, our, our man, Bill uh, is over there. So yeah, there's lots, lots of people. You will be missed. Um, even though we didn't get a lot of chance to do, uh, you know, face-to-face stuff. Thank you for still showing up here and we support you. So um, it's what the tribe is, wherever you are, wherever you go, you uh, you still are connected. So look still at Mickey. Still a huddler, baby. Look at Mickey is here, man. Look at him. There's Mickey. Awesome. Yeah. So good luck to you on the book. I hope it pre-sales a ton of copies. Excited that I have mine and can't wait to read it to my kids. Oh, uh, Devin, when I introduced you to this guy, Bill, forget about it. Bill is one of the most quality people I know, and, and you, you will totally enjoy his company. So lots of good stuff, lots of good connecting. Um, today is all going to be about process and, you know, motivation. Growth. Process, growth, and, you know, all of the stuff that we need in order to be able to get better and perform. But before we do any of that, we've got to wake up. Shay, wake it up. So I just want to point out, you know, uh, Joy Linsky, who is always so great. The, the huddle has no borders. That's the point of social media. 24 hours a day, no geographical boundaries. You have a tribe that goes with you. And I bet you every single person watching this knows somebody that they can introduce. Well, I you know, mean, to you know, Michelle, who's in the huddle right now, is from Sistel and is in the Fayetteville area. So there's there's a ton of people currently here in the huddle that, you know, Devin will connect with. And uh, just that's the power of the huddle, baby. Just love it. And it's uh, you know, going back to my original great book recommendation, The Tipping Point. You just never know where the connectors are and, uh, and the connectors have people all over the place. So um, you sent me a video last week. I know you were super jacked to put it in the huddle today. We wrote it in and, and it is JJ Reddick who has been in the news recently. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, for those of you who don't follow like sports or aren't paying attention to sports analysts, him and him and Kendrick Perkins have had a battle on TV talking about MVP voting. But for those of you who don't know J.J. Redick, J.J. played at Duke, was a very successful Duke player, went on and got drafted and had a very long career in the NBA. Not a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination, but a very quality professional. And when you listen to this video, there is no secret on why he took his talent far beyond where it probably should have gone and why he had as long of a career in the NBA as he did. Shay, show me the video. You weren't even around me in the offseason. My offseasons were harder than the season, bro. That's a fact. And that's a big reason I retired because I couldn't do a fucking other offseason. Like my offseasons were six days a week. 
two or three workouts a day. Saturdays off. Sundays make 342 shots exactly every Sunday in the offseason for the last 13 years. Why 342? It's very simple, man. There's seven spots on the floor, 20 spot twos, 20 spot threes, three dribbles going right, three dribbles going left. That's plus 20 free throws. That's 342. My, my routine, like, on a normal day of game, I knew exactly what I was going to eat for breakfast. I knew exactly when I was going to get to the gym. I knew exactly how many minutes I was going to spend in the hot tub before I got on the training table. Then I got my work in the weight room for activation. Then I got my pre-shoot around shooting. Then my post-shoot around shooting. Then my cold tub. I knew exactly what I'm going to work or eat for lunch. Then I knew exactly when I was going to nap. I had my naps timed out, bro. By the end of my I career, like I if I said I need, to, I need to fall asleep at 105 to wake up at 3.30, I could do it like that. Your body is just waking He's up. making yeah. me feel like I could have been better, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I didn't have none now, of this shit. The whole shit. day. I, the whole I, day I, I know I had a routine. Yeah. This yeah. is different. I loved the process. I loved everything that went into it. So Quinn Richardson said something there at the end of it that I think is very important. What she said... I think I could have been better. Dude, I just wrote that down. I swear right. to God, that is the most telling thing of the entire conversation. Those of you who don't know who Quentin Richardson is, he was a very successful NBA player, super talented. But in him listening to J.J. Redick, he goes, oh, wait a minute. I had a routine, but this is different. This is different. And so when you listen to the way that J.J. Redick broke down his process – quantifying behaviors, being very strategic about how he did things, but then the routine piece of it. I think knowing what he was going to do, when he was going to do it, how he was going to do it, that to me, there's not a lot of people who articulate it in words for people to understand how maniacal and detailed you can be about your routine and process. But that is a guy who probably shouldn't have had as long of a career in the NBA as he did but he did because he put in that kind of work every offseason, which offered him the opportunity to be that much better than guys that were more talented than him. So, you know, for me, he, one of the other telling points was he said my offseason was harder than the season. So the only thing you really have to hang on to during the season, you're going to go through ups and downs, wins and losses, slumps. You're still shooting and boom, nothing's going in. You feel like you're never going to hit a basket again. That's just the nature of sports, the nature of life, the nature of business development. You're not going to hit it all the time. The only thing you can count on is that process is just stay in the process, stay doing it because actually there's comfort in that. Knowing this is what you do. Right. It's very comforting. It's a blanket for me. People say it's uncomfortable. I'm comfortable with the uncomfortable knowing this, you know, this sucks. Well, that to me is. And so having this conversation, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday who was talking about leading a sales meeting and their pipeline is essentially empty. They're trying to develop the pipeline. And I was like, look, like you can't walk into that meeting and go, where's all the pipeline opportunity after you just really defined the process for people a week ago. So you got to start understanding, you got to show them how number one, by being the example and showing them what you're doing. But then number two, you got to talk about the behaviors that are going to lead to having the pipeline. So where I think about JJ Reddick and how that applies to JJ is he was like 342 shots. There's 20 spots on the floor Two, you know, t- 42 or 22s, 23s. There's three dribbles left, three dribbles right. He's talking about the activity 
not the thing that's going to happen in the game, not the shooting percentage, not the outcome of that work. So to me, it's okay. How are you reaching out to people? Show me the, the points of contact, the touch points that you've created out to people. Then we can talk about how those are converting to conversations. Then you can talk about how those conversations are converting to relationships. Then you can talk about how those relationships are converting to opportunities. But if you're only looking at the pipeline, you're missing a five-step process that leads to that pipeline. It is, um, you know, the, the examples are everywhere. You know, the, I, I'm in these reels every day and I'm grateful for them because it's not aimlessly scrolling. I am, as, you know, uh, James Clear said, I'm the hawk. Boom, when you come on something like that, and I had the conversation in the podcast yesterday where I said, you know, the things I'm digesting, the people that their little, you know, 30 and 50 second videos are available to me, make a difference. That's education. That's development. So it's great. So I, I, in, in my search for content, I came across this piece and it was called Friendly Advice. And I was like, the tagline got me. Boom. (laughs) What do you got for me? And the boldness of it said, pain is progress. Okay. Um, Every transformation demands as its precondition, the ending of a world, the collapse of an old philosophy of life. Dude, there couldn't be anything more real to me than when you look at all of the innovations, all the things that have happened in the world, you know, the industrial revolution, when we moved on from that, it was a crushing of that world. It ended. Yep. Destruction, bang, disruptive behavior changes that. We are going through that in the sales world. Yep. There's no doubt that this is the end of an old philosophy. I'm not going to show it today, but Zoom info has been all over me for whatever reason. I must have clicked on something and they sent me an invite to a webinar and the webinar is about cold calling. And it says in there, cold calling only has a 1% success ratio, but we'll show you how to do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like why would you spend any time doing it? Right. End it, blow it up, move on to something else. People are stuck in that. And so I find it comical um, in every aspect of life. True progress depends on the acceptance of pain. The sprinter doesn't get faster without pushing muscles. The poet doesn't craft the perfect line without editing and discarding. Students don't achieve new understanding without letting go, man. It's like, I'm a student. You got to let go of the old shit. And it's pain. I think and it is painful. It is hard. There is so much discomfort that comes with that. But the alternative is if you don't push that push past that discomfort, you revert back. You go back to the old behavior because it feels comfortable because you're like, it worked before. I know it was good. I'll just go back to that. And so you actually lose the opportunity for growth. And you put yourself back on the merry-go-round that brings you right back to the same point at some t- at some point in time because you didn't push past that wall. You didn't push past. And I think back to the 
to the uh, the image from from uh, Seth Godin about the learning leap. And I used that in my Sestel training last month with the leaders was you think it's a learning curve and it's smooth, but it's not. As you're learning, you hit the wall again and you go, oh, God, I got to really jump to the next level. I got to push myself out of that comfort zone to move past this. Oh, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's really real. I don't know what I used to do. I know it worked. I knew it was great for me back then. I could go back to that. But if you go back to that, you stay in the same place and you don't reach the next level. So, you know, it's interesting because in all of the time that we've been doing this, I think the challenge is not the material and learning the material. It's learning to let go of the old. It's, right. it's really just like, you know, really stuck in that thing. So um, the final boldness is pain is progress, not failure. So, you know, fabulous stuff. Um, I got a great motivational song before we move on. Uh, was doing some searching last night and it came up on Rob Thomas and Rob Thomas <laughs> and here's his song. You can't help me now. Sunlight falls heavy. Can't hide you awake already. Long night, you're unsteady. You don't even want to be here, do you? Cry out, not for the last time. It's funny how a word might save your life. And I'm saying a lot right now. But I don't want to fight. I don't want to cry. I don't want to leave. I don't want to be here, be here now. Here's a bad taste in my mouth. There's some, first of all, I think he's just incredible. It's great. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, oh, you just, I got into Rob Thomas yesterday and I'm glad I did. And then I heard this song and it's like, there are some people you just can't help. You know, you can't help me now, man. I'm, I'm so burnt and so baked into it that, you know, those are the times you got to move on. You got to just say, yep. you know, not everybody is savable, not everybody. Um, have, so, they have to be willing to help them. They want to help themselves like that to me. I think it was in my last about being coachable and how do you become coachable? And in order to be coachable, you have to have self-awareness. You have to know that you don't have all the answers. You have to know that the answers and the help have to come from other places and other people. If you believe that you are the smartest person in the room or that you have it figured out, you are not coachable and you are not helpable. I, I made a post and we're going to do this tomorrow with Jake because, you know, for those who, you know, have been following my journey, Jake um, opened his own business called uh, Get Jake. The Jake, baby. Um, which is really, really cool. And he's taking his knowledge and passion for the physical side of things. And I, I'm one of his first clients. And I will tell you, 
he is pushing me to a level I did not and could not get to on my own. And he's doing it fast and he's doing it efficient. And it's super fun to cross that line, you know, but I'm willing to go there. And I wrote about it being that I'm coachable. I want to be coached. I want someone to take me and do that. I want someone to hold me accountable in my business practice. You know, one of the things about our meetings that I really like, and I, I shared this before we got going today, for many, many years, even though I had a big team, I felt like I was alone. Yeah. I felt like I was the one, you know, pulling, you know. Yesterday was really one of those, one of the first times in my career where I like said, this is actually super energizing to know I'm not the only fucking guy in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? All yeah. of us. You know, water in the water. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, yeah. like the I walked out of there breathing fire, going, you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. And I, I think the message, you know, is you know, you don't have to do it alone. You that's why people have coaches, that's why people well, have it's trainers. interesting, you know, when you listen to entrepreneurs and the more entrepreneur, like the more entrepreneur stories, the books, the stuff that I read, you hear that consistently in people's stories about being an entrepreneur is that it's lonely because it's their yeah. business they started the business and even as you hire people they may be there for the salary and they may be there because you offer them an opportunity to be a part of the business but they're not really owning it with you and trying to grow it with you so that's the thing about building great teams you know and, and Lori, <laughs> she's Lori spot on. But so I, I, I kind of want to challenge what Lori says right there because everybody needs coaching, but not everybody is coachable. So th there isn't anybody who doesn't need Which coaching. Which is what she's saying. She's saying they're not self-aware enough to go, I have blind spots. I can right. use somebody on the outside saying to me, hey, you know what? If you just move this, the pawn this way, there's a there's a chess move that I didn't see because they look at it differently. There's a and there's a, there's a great like there's a great filter for who you have on your team is if you've got people on your team that are not coachable, they're never going to help you grow or be where you need to be. As soon as you offer somebody the opportunity to see a blind spot and help them with a blind spot, if they're not willing to accept that they're not going to be able to reach the growth that they need in order to help you grow the business, in order for you to not feel like you're alone in it, in order for them to be able to contribute in, to the team in a way that really creates impact. I think, you know, defining who's on your team, everybody needs coaching. The only people that actually deserve the coaching are the ones that have the self-awareness to know that they need it and will take it. Love that. I, I will leave us with one thing today. And that one thing is there is no growth without investment. Yep. You know, the investment comes in a lot of different ways. You know, a lot of it is faith. A lot of it is money. A lot of it is time. But whatever it is, you know, investment compounds. Invest in yourself. Thank you for being um, along the journey with me, sir, because it really has been, you know, and it's it just blast. keeps showing up and fun, fun, fun. So uh, everybody have a great day. Take success leaves clues pay attention to the stuff we're talking about and that we're showing you take it and share it with somebody else and watch the impact it has cool stuff great stuff great show thank you for being a part of our journey thank you for being committed to the huddle 
comment, like, share. If you learned something today, if you got value from today, our only ask is that you share it with somebody else. So go make it a great day. Let's Show up tomorrow to get jaked. Let's get down to business. We will see you guys tomorrow. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.